Welcome to Making the Grade. I'm Cindy Putman, and I'm joined again today by two incredibly remarkable women who have given of their hearts and of their time and of their energy to really make Heart of the Cumberland what it is today. We are going to talk about the why behind Heart of the Cumberland. It's a grief and loss center here in Cookville and why we need to help people understand how to grieve. Because I will just say this, there's a million books out there about everything. There's a million podcasts. There's a million things online. But when it comes to your own grief, it's personal and it's something that no one else can journey through for you. They can journey with you. They just can't journey for you. So I'm today joined by Diane Callahan, who's the developmental development develop development director, development director. I'm tongue tied this morning. (laughs) The development director at Heart of the Cumberland and Kim Mendoza. And Kim is the family and community program manager, program manager. Okay, we're doing well this morning. (laughs) So. Diane, we've got something really exciting coming up at Heart of the Cumberland, a big anniversary. So tell our listeners about that. Yes, our 15th anniversary is coming up February the 24th. Uh, We're going to have a reception and a walk through our office, kind of a walk through history to show everyone with pictures and newspaper clippings and stories where all the milestones along the 15 years. And then we're going to have refreshments, maybe some music, indoor prizes, and we will, uh, the newspaper will be there, and it, it's from 1 to 4 p.m. on Saturday, February the 24th at 25 West Broad Street, the old Darwin Mall. We'll be downstairs and upstairs, and it's come and go, but at 2 o'clock, we will hear a brief message from a couple of our uh, founders. That's exciting. Yes, yes. And um, so this is really, Cindy, to kick off the year because we want the 15th year anniversary not to be just where we've been. And that's been awesome. And God has sustained us. But it's a lot about where we're going. And there's going to be a lot more coming uh, in 2024, more events than we have done before, more reaching out, more community awareness. So uh, as development director, this is so exciting for me. Well, and one of the reasons I think Heart of the Cumberland is growing so much is because we're all working so hard to get the word out. Yeah. And people are finding out about it. And I know in the past, you all have had people that have not only been Putnam County based, but people that have come from other communities, yes. other you know towns across the upper Cumberland area and some out of Kentucky yes. that have actually invested in driving here to be part of Heart of the Cumberland and what Heart of the Cumberland offers. And Kim, you as the manager of all of these great programs for the families and for the community, Mm -hmm. y'all are getting ready to start groups again. We are. And I will say with Diane, just come and be educated about what Heart of the Cumberland is, because really, it's good if if you have experienced loss, or I won't, it's not really if, it's when yeah. you experience loss. Everyone can benefit from being in a peer support group. Everyone. If you're doing okay, you could be better. 
Well, and we should say this. We're mm-hmm. not professional counselors, no. and we don't mm-hmm. we don't say that we're professional counselors. It is a peer support group. The best mm-hmm. groups that use Heart of the Cumberland faith-neutral curriculum in the school systems are peer support. Mm-hmm. Uh, our facilitators and co-facilitators are there as the adults in the room, but the kids mm-hmm. are really the driving force between the messages that is that get shared between the kids in the group. Yes, and so those two differences between school and community the school you've got your Putnam County um, social interventionists that are leading those and then our volunteers are helping co-facilitate and so that's a difference and then with the best groups you are dealing with losses in addition to due to death Mm -hmm. but you all have groups that kids can attend with their parents on site at night we have on the community program side we there's something for every age group we provide child care then we go right into exploring my feelings for the children, navigating mazes of emotion for the teen or youth, and then anchored in hope for the adults. So there is something for every age person on the community side of the program. I'm very thankful for that. I've just talked with the family. They're bringing children that are going to be um, in our child care, in our children's group, in the teens group. And then the mom and the dad are going. So there was a sibling loss. Mm -hmm. And let me just assure everyone who's listening that we are very confidential about this. When we talk about the kids in the schools, we talk about, you know, very general, general, generic, you know, kids in the schools that we are serving between second grade and middle school. And then some of the counselors in the high school are using that for groups for kids, smaller groups that just really need a little bit of support. But like you all have both said, loss is going to come to all of us. And really and truly growing up, we talk to our kids about, you know, seasons of life, but I don't know how much time we spend talking to them about this is how you're going to feel when loss comes. And even though it's a natural part of life, we don't really focus on that very much until it's right upon us. And then Mm -hmm. it's hard to deal with. And we have found, Cindy, that um, to go a step further on the community side, we have uh, grief support focus groups. And so I just did want to share a little bit about that. Um, for example, if if you are a bereaved mom, we have a focus group both in the morning and the evening, 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. And uh, this is going to be the 13th of February that we'll start. So this is really good timing for us to be over here sharing. But a brave moms are bereaved moms groups. Then we have um, a subgroup of that. Um, we have groups for pregnancy and infant loss. And I can tell you we started that a year ago, right this time, and that group had nine women to come right away. And uh, those women have grieved together all year. Even when groups weren't meeting, they still got together. Um, We have a women's general support. So if you are grieving the loss of a parent, loss of a sibling or a significant other, then you can come be with other women and, and grieve that way. If you're a widow, There are widows groups morning and night, and so you can come be a part of that group. Men come together. I had someone call this uh, past week, and like, so do the guys come? (laughs) And I said, yes, we have a very strong men's group right now, so um, that's available. And then on Thursday, so those are our Tuesday groups. And then on Thursdays, we introduce survivors of suicide loss. And we, our facilitators that lead that group are survivors themselves. And so they can relate like no one else can. And you said it, um, when we, 
we can do our very best to prepare ourselves and others and our family prior to a loss. But there is just something that cannot be explained after afterwards. You know, I think sometimes even in our lives, a loss happens and we kind of gauge everything up at that point before and after. Mm-hmm. I, I do that. And so um, you you end up being in peer support groups with people that have experienced loss. And that in and of itself is a very comforting um, feeling to know that you're not, you're not alone. And some of the fog that you're feeling and your raw, your emotions, you find you're maybe reacting short that you, and you didn't necessarily do that before. That can all be grief. And you sit around people, around with people that can identify with it. And from week to week, you just build your relationships together. And we meet for 11 weeks. So this spring group that starts February the 13th will go through April the 25th. So for 11 weeks that you'll grief together. And really, on average, most of our group members will come two to three times. So just because we finish up in the spring, uh, we have a summer group that looks a little bit different. We don't have the focus groups, but everybody can come for about eight weeks and grief together. Then we'll start back in the fall for another 11-week group. And then we have a group for grieving during the holidays, which is very, very helpful. Which is another time of the year that, but I think every season, like, you know, going out of winter into spring. I think every season mm-hmm. that your loved one is not here, it's a little bit of grief at the beginning of that time. But Kim, I asked Diane on our last podcast what her why was. What's your why for feeling mm-hmm. like this is so important to teach people about how to grieve? Yes. I, last year, I found people were asking me that more than ever. Like, why do you do what you do? And so I thought about that a lot last year, and I, I did share our last podcast that I did. Um, I went through a, a late-term miscarriage. I've also lost both of my parents, um, and so that is part of my why. And I just feel like I'm I'm called to walk through things with people that are looking for hope. There is just a a um, Something that we all identify with, but we're called to different things. But I just find it, it it's definitely more than a job to, to walk through and, and realize and talk with people that are just maybe a little hopeless or a lot hopeless. And they need they need to find it again. And I can lead them into groups with amazing facilitators. We work with the, the, the best group of volunteers, I feel, um, because they do give so much of themselves um, for that 11 weeks and beyond. They're not only showing up to give um, the, the time of the group time, but then they connect with these folks um, throughout the week. And so our wise all of us at Heart of the Cumberland, we've all been called. We all have our own grief stories, and we just want to help p- people find um, find hope again. And, you know, it's so funny when you said that about hope. In my family, my extended family especially, you know, we have a lot of um, – lot of faith and we're really strong believers you know in heaven and all those wonderful things and I know my sweet little daddy will say we have so much to be thankful for and we do we have so much to be thankful for but that does not take away from the sadness that I feel with my mom not being here I mean do you understand what I'm saying it's not like it's like all these wonderful things we've had a new baby born since my mom has not been with us I mean all these precious things that have happened that yes we have so much to be thankful for but her not being here to experience that with us is very sad 
I don't think there's anything like grief. I think it is an emotion that's so unique just to itself. The first grief I ever felt, I was 10 years old, it was my grandfather, and he fell dead. He was a businessman, a politician, handsome. He fell dead on a Saturday morning in Monterey at a parking meter talking to a friend. He slipped down that. And they came and got my mom. And uh, my grandmother had died at a real young age. And he had a lot of his clothes and things we kept in my room, my bedroom. He died in January. And I was so upset that I asked if I did, could I not go to the funeral? And someone stayed with me. I was so upset. I would stand at the window and it was snowing And I would talk to God and say, please tell him, I said this, please tell him how much I love him. Mm -hmm. That grief, that heartbreak at 10 years old, I'll never forget the feeling. I am a griever. Uh, I grieve for others. Jesus grieved. Jesus wept. Uh, When Lazarus, you know, when he was comforting the sisters when their brother died and he was sad that was a friend of his so it's part of his plan and um, I just lost a friend and uh, a co-worker that from the chamber um, and I grieved so deeply again for her I think this Cindy you always hear anybody can be replaced in jobs uh, it's about positions, and you can bring somebody in, different style, but that job will get done. But God made us so unique mm-hmm. that not one other person in the family relationship, in the friendships, in no one can take that other person's place. Not the new baby, not the new husband, the new wife. Not, nobody can take a person's place. But somehow... God planned it that way. To me, it's made me a different person. It's made me care more for others and want to walk with them. Thank you, Diane. And you're a great storyteller. I mean, I was right there with you in Monterey and standing at that window. But those kinds of things have such an impact. And just imagine if you had been in a family that didn't support you when you were grieving. And a lot of, I know, parents if a spouse dies or a sibling dies they don't want to see their they don't want their children to see them being sad because they Mm -hmm. think that because i have a lot of kids in best groups that will say to me oh miss cindy i didn't want to cry about my dad dying or my mom dying or or my grandparents dying because i was afraid that that would make my mom think about it or my dad think about it or my grandmother think about it and i didn't want to make them sad Mm -hmm. yeah that that's definitely part of it and um, I've had widows, you know, we'll just talk about if it's okay to talk about that for a second. Um, I, all the time will have the widows say, I just, I thought I knew what this was going to feel like and I'm, I'm lost and I, I, I don't know what to do with these feelings. It has affected every situation. My I go to the grocery store and I don't really know what to put in my grocery cart anymore because I put it all in and I cooked for him or cooked for my whole family. Um, the bills, the the yard, um, what to watch on TV. You know, it affects every everything. And um, 
and and I can tell you that someone starts talking like that in a group and all the heads are bobbing up and down because everybody can relate. And that is, is just what's so helpful about a peer support group is you feel like when you're saying those things, you're the only one. And then to, to be able to visualize sitting in a group of people and and seeing everybody relating like that, it's just irreplaceable. And I believe that's when little tiny bits of healing starts mm-hmm. taking place. Those little bits of healing when we realize we're not alone, that maybe somebody's not been through exactly what we've been through, but we've not been through exactly what they've been through, but we're both going through something. And so these groups at Heart of the Cumberland that you all do that are completely free, mm-hmm. that are open to anyone that wants to come, that are available during the day, at night, some virtually online mm-hmm. for all the different kinds of losses that someone might possibly have are such a resource in the Upper Cumberland region. I mean, I'm so proud of Heart of the Cumberland and the resource it is not only with best groups in the school system, but to helping our community heal. Mm-hmm. One thing I don't think we've said, I think about coming to a group and how hard that is for someone after a loss. <clears throat> It's like when we go to a new church and kids go to a new school, you feel so awkward at first. But what I have observed in the groups, both adults, both children, that the time those people are together for a few weeks and they have built trust, they have been accepted, they've been loved, they've been listened to, they start to bond. And that bonding makes them so strong. And... That is a wonderful thing. The widows, uh, Kim does a luncheon with them. They become friends. Uh, The kids in school that think they were different than everybody else know they're okay. Uh, And they start to, even little second graders, I saw them, uh, we do rainbow and raindrop, rainbow what was uh, happy this week, raindrop what was sad. I've seen the kids in second grade. When a child missed, they would say their raindrop that day is because Joy or whoever could not come that day. They begin to love each other, mm-hmm. and they comfort. They will hug or pat each other on the back. It's just so wonderful to see what happens. Right. Well, it's been, it was so healing for me to do best groups after my mom passed away because I thought here I was, you know, doing mm-hmm. this for the kids, and I realized that I was doing it for myself mm-hmm. because they were helping yes, me. Yes. and. When I'm at, you know, the age I am now talking about losing a parent, and then I've got a second grader that's talking about losing a parent, and the grief is the same. I mean, it's that loss that you just don't even know almost how to put into words. Yes. If you are able to feel love at any age, you are able to feel grief. It doesn't matter. If, but if good. you're capable of love and you're... You're going to grieve That's that good. loss. Yeah. And we talked about that. We touched upon it, that if you do not deal with that grief, mm-hmm. it will come out in a million different ways. And usually not great ways, you know, our unhealthy choices. If you were to peel back the layers of, in, let's say, someone that is incarcerated mm-hmm. or um, just in a lowest of low place and if you ask them to peel back the layers of the their why, their, their are where they are, 
a lot of it will be because of loss. And so um, I do want to touch on um, a few other things. So not only do we have our groups, but throughout the year we have some annual things that we offer. One of them is our bereaved parents retreat. So if you can come as a couple or you can come as a single parent, it doesn't matter. We have a, a mixture of both that weekend. But a Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning is available to bereaved parents to come together. We partner with a ministry called While We're Waiting, and they are amazing uh, people. So a couple comes um, from their ministry, and they will come and host the retreat. All the meals are provided, and you are going to be meeting other bereaved parents. So it's it's like a very saturated peer support group. You know, you've if you've gone away at a retreat for anything, you can just put everything aside and really hyper focus on what it is you want to to go learn about. And so in this case, it's just being among eating with and snacking with and having side conversations with and then coming together corporately with um, about 10 other couples. So it's small and intimate and you're sharing your story about your child and you're hearing the other ones and you're being prayed for and mentored um, it's a wonderful weekend. We also do a weekend mini retreat for bereaved moms the weekend before Mother's Day, just to prepare those moms for the week that's coming. And then Diane mentioned on a monthly basis at McAllister's Daily, the first Tuesday of every month at 1230, we meet to eat. We just, you go grab your lunch and then uh, you go. And so the widows in the community, you don't have to be part of a group. You just can come. And another thing I wanted to quickly say is if you have a friend that's grieving, you can feel free to bring them, even though you might not be the one, you can bring your friend and and bring them to group. Um, you can stay the whole 11 weeks or honestly, what will probably happen is they'll get acclimated and they'll be good to go. But for sure, bring bring someone and, and to help them feel comfortable. That's something you can do. And the art therapy that you're talking about mm-hmm. that's coming up, let's ha- have the date for that once again. Yeah, well, that'll, that was um, February the 6th. Oh, so by the time we air it this, um, right. it will have done. But um, but it is something that we do every group, every time we have a group in the fall and the spring, uh, we offer that. So that'll come up again. We and all, it's mm-hmm. never too late to join. It's nope. never too late to start. It's never mm-hmm. too late to come be a part of something. Absolutely not. If you call us, there's just a, maybe a couple of months out of the year um, that there might not be something right there. But most of the time, there's a group that you can join right away. And I'm just going to say the way that someone can make the grade on this topic that we've been talking about is be brave enough to come to the open house that Heart of the Cumberland is having on February the 24th from 1 to 4 at the Darwin Mall, downstairs and upstairs. Be brave enough to call Heart of the Cumberland and your number is 931-525-2600 and talk to any of the wonderful people who will answer the phone and just find out more about the free services that they have that will help you navigate your grief and loss. Like Kim and Diane both said earlier, you may not be ready to go full-fledged into a group right now, but taking those baby steps, just reaching out, knowing that you're not alone. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you for what you do at Heart of the Cumberland, and thank you for being willing 
willing to share stories from your own grief journey. I think that's what really helps all of us is hearing that other people have similar stories, different but similar stories Mm -hmm. to what we have all walked through. Grief is unique to all of us, just like our hair color is or the color of our eyes, but it's something that is going to come to all of us. So thank you all. God bless you and God bless Heart of the Cumberland. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you.